From COK Studios in Sam Sanders' study, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. On today's show, we'll consider the 25th anniversary of the United States' involvement in military operations in Iraq. We'll also consider the musical stylings of little-known composer Klaus Moops in our Consider the Sound series. And we'll consider why I've been so constipated lately. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Old Town Playhouse, now showing the Anthony Award-winning play Robinson Curacao, the story of a man stranded on a desert island with nothing but a year's supply of blue alcohol. Visit otp.org for tickets and showtimes. And All Swings Considered. Offering a wide variety of swings for your porch, gazebo, or veranda. Come in today and consider one of our swings. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. When Saddam Hussein's Iraqi army invaded Kuwait on August 2nd, 1990, the United States swiftly cobbled together a coalition, unleashed a stunning new generation of air power, and waged a lightning ground offensive that lasted all of four days. After the quick success of that first Iraq conflict, how is it possible that the U.S. is still engaged in a messy, complicated war with no end on the horizon? Before the first Iraq battle, the U.S. had never fought a large-scale war in the Middle East. Yet freeing a tiny Gulf emirate from Saddam's clutches has morphed into a seemingly permanent state of war. Here to discuss our 25-year involvement in Iraq are former Vice President Dick Cheney and our international gossip reporter, Melissa Reynolds. Vice President Cheney, I'd like to start with you. You've been an outspoken supporter of the U.S.'s involvement in Iraq from the very beginning. Indeed, I have. Now, what are your thoughts as we celebrate a very grim anniversary? Grim? I don't see it that way at all. From the very beginning, to the troop surge... To the current state of Iraq, I cannot say how happy I am to be celebrating our silver anniversary. Sure, we've had our ups and downs, Obama, but to those that say it's been a quagmire, I say, you obviously have never been married. Whatever, it's like way bad. Now what's your view of this conflict that began nine years before you were born, Melissa? If the U.S.'s relationship with Iraq was a marriage, it'd be like my friend Josie's parents. Way volatile and like really tense and junk. Can you expand on that for us? Well, sometimes it's like they're getting along, but one time we had a sleepover at their house and Josie's dad was all drunk and yelling, I hate you, get out of my life. And she was all, you need me. And he was all, I'll be better off without you, you'll see. It really kind of ruined our game of light as a feather, stiff as a board. It's kind of like the US and Iraq. We're like Josie's dad and they're like her mom. They're totes wrong for each other, and they have almost nothing in common, but they just won't get divorced. It's messed up. Well, I can really see some parallels with Iraq. Thank you, Melissa. Hold on there. I understand that not everything has gone perfectly in Iraq, but no relationship is perfect. I still think we did the right thing going in there and taking out Saddam. So you really have no regrets about how the U.S. has been unable to find a viable solution to a problem our government basically created? None. The truth is, we need Iraq, and they need us. We go together like oil and WMDs. Even if the troop surge hadn't worked, we would still find a way to be involved over there. We just can't quit them. And why do you think that is? Oil. Mutual respect. Oil. The need for an ally in an unstable region. Uh, oil. The desire for freedom and democracy. 
oil. And let's not forget the oil. Now, do you see any way out of Iraq? No way. I don't either, but I don't see that as a bad thing. We need to put boots back on the ground just to show them that we care. Happy anniversary, Iraq. Here's to another 25 years together. Too bad you probably won't live to see it. I will. I get a new heart every damn week. Well, thank you both for being with us today. No prob. Happy to do it. That was former Vice President Dick Cheney and COK News' own Melissa Reynolds. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. The music of composer Klaus Moops is known to many, but he is largely unknown despite his long list of musical work. Cordell shed light on the career of this musical genius in this latest installment of Consider the Sound. Does that sound familiar? What about that? Both are the work of composer and musician Klaus Moops. Moops has been working on the stock music for Apple computers and their programs since the 90s and says that he is living a childhood dream. I spoke with him at his studio in Cupertino, California. Klaus, tell me, why this type of music? When I was a little boy growing up in East Germany, I was in love with music. It was my whole life. I knew from an early age that I would be a composer. You've said that composing the stock music options used in such Apple programs as iMovie and GarageBand is a childhood dream. Explain that a bit. In East Germany, in the early 80s, we were forced to watch many family movies and slideshows. Trips to the country, birthday parties, communist party turn-up cook-offs, you know. It was very hard for me because all of the music that was accompanying them was this very dark, foreboding Soviet music. I yearned for a day when the music in the home movies evoked what was actually happening. After watching the movie of my 10th birthday with the soundtrack of the KGB Ansem, I vowed that I would change the landscape of slideshow and home movie background music. I see. When did you begin composing? Oh, in my teens. Here's the first one I ever wrote. It was for a video that my sister did for a school fashion show. I was very into craft work at the time, and it still holds up quite well. We still use it in GarageBand to this day. How did you get the attention of Apple computers? Steve Jobs saw a slideshow of a friend's trip to Six Flags over Georgia that I scored. He loved how I captured the folksy feel of the family vacation and asked to hear my other work. It was in 1998 that Klaus began his job as Apple's resident composer. I wrote all kinds of music, but it was all to make sure that whatever video or presentation had the right musical feel. Every time I write a new piece, I think about that little boy in Karl Marx's start, hearing a completely inappropriate home movie musical score. Your repertoire is so diverse. Oh, yes it is. I have tried very hard to make sure I can capture the essence of any family event, vacation, graduation, or crappy podcast. Quite. 
Can we hear another piece before you go? Oh, most certainly. This piece is one of my most popular. It is entitled Default. Klaus Moops, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. For Consider the Sound, I'm Cordell Nutbrock. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Consider Our Know. The podcast is available for download at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Oil. Mutual respect. Oil. The need for an ally in an unstable region. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> don't don't do it on oh, these. Okay. Just do it at the very end when you say and don't forget the oil. <laughs> <laughs> okay.